Way back in 2005, two brothers set off on a road trip that would save the world and change television. The Blues Brothers. <laughs> no, uh-uh, not the Blues Brothers. If I was trying to guess the Blues Brothers, but I couldn't figure it out, you'd have to give me some blues clues. Okay. Just saying. Just saying. All right. For 15 seasons and 327 episodes, Supernatural took audiences on a wild ride of family, fate, and faith with a rocking soundtrack and a seriously cool car. But that was then, Bobbo, and this is now. And yes, the show has quote-unquote ended, but we're not quite done with the journey. No, we're not. And that's why we're watching it all over again, or for Rob and me, for the first time, diving deep into every episode of Supernatural with the fine folks who made it. And we're taking you along for the ride. Whether you like it or not. I'm Rob Benedict. I played Chuck Shirley, a.k.a. God. Uh, spoiler! Yeah, it is a bit of a spoiler, but hey, spoilers are fair game here. Ah, fine. And I'm Richard Spate Jr., and I played the Trickster, also known as the Archangel Gabriel. And I did a little bit of Loki work in there. Okay, you know we're running out of time. Okay, well, we'll be talking about the entire series, so whatever we say, you've been warned. So buckle up and settle in. Because this, my friend, is Supernatural, then and now. Hey, everybody, I'm Rob Benedict. And I, well... I'm Richard Spate. Yes, you are. And uh, today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 15. That's right, The Benders. The Benders, which is a a classic episode a lot of people have talked about through the years. Yeah. And we saw it for the first time. Yeah, man. We sure did. We got bended. I and I, you know, I really didn't know it was a family whose last name was the Benders. Me I neither. thought it was some sort of like, you know, when you scuba dive and you come up too fast and you get oh, a bad yeah. case of the Benders. I thought it was like uh, they were like like they were bending reality. I thought it was like when you go out on the weekend and you just start drinking and don't stop until you wake up in some alley and you go on a bender. Rob's mm-hmm. going on a bender. How were how did how did you see what I did this weekend? <laughs> All right, let's get into it. The Benders. Sam and Dean head to Minnesota to investigate a disappearance. Yes, it's cold in Minnesota. Yeah. Dad's journal marked the area as having a phantom abductor. That's one reason not to go to Minnesota, as far as I'm concerned. That's true. And noted that the county has a higher than normal disappearance rate. Poof. While investigating further, Sam, guess what? What? Is abducted. Oh, God. Serves him right. No. Went for going, he went to the wrong place. Uh, when he comes to, he's he's locked in a cage. And he doesn't know where he is. Wait, he comes to? Yeah. Wait a minute. It didn't say he got knocked out. Oh, yeah. He got knocked out. Oh, no. Yeah. Sam's a duck knocked out and abducted. Well, somebody had to be really tall to get the mallet on that noodle. That's true. And he comes to, he's he's locked in a cage. He doesn't know where he is. And there's a, a guy next to him in another cage who's a real crab apple. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's, he's so not nice. You, when you get abducted, you're like, oh, at least I have somebody to talk to. Yeah. And you realize it's that guy. You're yeah. like, well, never mind. Yeah. Well, he soon realizes that his captors are just people, not monsters, not demons, just freaky deaky people. Which means he's in the wrong show. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Dean, meanwhile. <laughs> this is- wasn't an episode of Supernatural. It was an episode of Natural. <laughs> This is Supernatural minus the super. Dean is caught. Meanwhile, Dean is caught lying about his identity and is is about to be taken in by the deputy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. And he convinces her. Her. Of course it's a her. Yeah, sure. There's an energy there. And so, you know, with his good looks, he convinces her that he can help with the investigation and that he just wants to find his brother. That old excuse. (laughs) Well, the investigation leads the deputy and Dean to a remote farm where they uncover a sinister family that kidnaps and hunts people for sport. And that family was the Trump family. (laughs) But but in this, it was the vendors. (laughs) So the deputy discovers that this is how her brother died years ago. That's right. So she 
joins forces with Dean. They right. rescue Sam. Right. They kill the father. She kills the father. Yeah, exactly. And then the deputy decides to let Sam and Dean go before the other officials arrive to investigate the crime. Because you know what? What good is it going to do to arrest those guys? Right. You know what I mean? Right. She knows what happened to her brother. That didn't help. Okay. It does not alleviate the grief. Right. So off they go. She lets them go. You did that really well. Thank you. You really took the reins. Yeah, well. ran with it. Rob Benedict. Yeah. I have really exciting news for you. What? Well, you know, at least I hope you know, that you and I review the episodes each week. We, of course. We you know, talk about what we like. What we, we were just like. about to. Yeah, I know. But I'm stopping us right here because we're not doing a review. What? This week. What happened? Well, we're not doing it by ourselves. Okay. We're bringing in... A very special guest, a fan favorite. He's an actor from Supernatural, but he doesn't show up for a long time. I'm listening. So we decided to bring him in earlier. Okay. Give the fans something to love about this episode. Get us an opportunity to hang out with our buddy. That's right. It's Matthew Cohen. Oh, Mr. my God. Matt Cohen. Matt Cohen is here. Hey. Hi, everybody. Uh, Rob and Rich, it's so great to see you guys. You're, you're on your podcasting. And what I'm noticing about what you're doing in that room, different than, than my space here, is that you guys are you're right next to each other. Right there. next to each other. Yeah. yeah. Not COVID safe. Yeah, that's not that's not COVID safe. But well, no. not all of us have a big corporate office and a on a movie studio lot. You know what I mean? Like we don't all have that. It's exciting to see you at work. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, you don't. So uh, you for those of you, uh, so the, those listening, Matt is uh, at uh, Entertainment Tonight, and behind him on a screen is a there's ET, and then next to that is a screen that says Supernatural with our actual and logo. A really, I gotta say, really nice throw rug, uh-huh. a nice leather couch or leatherette mm-hmm. with a with an orange throw pillow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a chair like it's a nice office it's mm. classy classy not classy people and you guys have a bit of memorabilia behind you is what i'm picking up on there's i see i see some loud and swain and yeah. some other stuff i can't make out there's, well there's, it's all rob stuff ahead yeah it's, uh, it's all rob stuff because i'm in rob's house so yeah, this okay. is uh, gotcha. the uh fartoon studios very few very little richard spate memorabilia in here in fact painfully little if i may say well that's not i mean look i've got a picture of you back there eh. it's more than you've got at yours yeah whatever well anyway we're, we're not talking about me we're talking about an episode 15 called the benders uh matt what did you think of the benders yeah dive right in listen i think the episode's great and funny funny enough i i set out when i went to direct the show i set out to watch watch the entire you know run of the show every season up until where we were and so I could get the best feel and plan all these easter eggs so I finished season one, and um, the good part about that is now I get to see it twice with you guys. So I, <laughs> I finished the run of, of the first season, and then I thought, I'm never going to get through this before I have to go direct. Yeah. And, and so I started picking and choosing episodes, but I did. I, I was able to, to kind of grab on and watch the first season. And I'm going to read you this breakdown of notes, because this morning when I rewatched it, it was about 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. And these are my, my bullet points to, okay. to get into this conversation with you. So I'm going to rip through them. You tell me what you think real quick. Okay. Okay. Episode starts. Guy dragged under the car. Boys are in the bar. Sam disappears. Sam's in a cage. Dean with a cop. The hostage escapes and is killed, but the cop's brother disappeared. Dean cuffed to the car. Cop mm-hmm. shoveled to the head by the little girl. Cop mm-hmm. is now in the cage. Right. Sam escapes. Cop jumps down. Boys walking off, talking a little bit of shit. Episode. That's, that's the episode. That's it. <laughs> that's episode. Thanks, everybody. Thanks Good for listening, news. everybody. Take care. Uh, yeah, that, no, that's you got the highlights, brother. You got the cliff notes of Supernatural uh, down pat. Yeah. But let's get to the meat of it. I mean, I know you said you thought it was great, but what did you really like? Did uh, you did you like this episode as an episode? I did like the episode. I love the cop's performance, and I'm sad that I don't know her name. And I, yeah. oh, you know what? I also love it's it. Jessica Steen. Jessica Steen. Yeah, we know. Shout out to Jessica. A, a thing that I love so much, and I and I felt carried 
over through the 15 seasons was the fight camera work, the action camera work. There were times when I could feel myself on these beautiful dolly moves. And then there was times when it got crazy and it was handheld and it was in your face. And it felt very relevant to what we're seeing now out of our John Wicks and our, you know, our action movies that we love so much, that, that like Jason Bourne style married with a John Wick style. And it feels like a real fight. And yeah. you know, I always love that stuff. Yeah. And it feels cinematic. I mean, it's a it's a great uh, sort of standalone movie of the week episode. Yeah. And if you, and in keeping with sort of Serge's style throughout season one, it's incredibly dark, like mm-hmm. dark, 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 in a, in a cool way, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that it doesn't necessarily stay when they go digital, but they're still on film there. And, it, and it's got a real dark and grainy feel to it. So I'm going to leap in here and say, okay. and I might be the odd man out. All right. Not my favorite. I, I liked it fine. I enjoyed it. And, and Jessica's performance is great. And the actors are great. It's not that I thought that anything was subpar in terms of performance or execution. I just, the hillbillies hunting people, I just felt like, and maybe it's because it's 17 years later, but I, I prefer it when the monsters are supernatural monsters. I, I prefer the show when it's an otherworldly force. But hold on, hold on, hold the phone. The thing about Supernatural is that it ties in the monsters of humanity and the monsters of the supernatural. And so I loved putting myself in the position of, and and I said the same thing, right? I'm like, oh, hunters and the guy, Jared's in a cage, Sam's in a cage and oh, okay, so I see. And so they're gonna do that. And they're like, they, they really like chasing the human game for whatever it does psychologically. But it's showing us that the worst of all monsters seems to be humans. And I always like that. Supernatural always kind of played in that, you know, in that mm-hmm. world throughout all the seasons. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Very, very good point, Matt. Personally, I, I prefer the episodes where it's like, they've got to go, go back to the book and find out how they defeat a certain demon. But I really found this truly terrifying. I don't like this kind of horror where it's like, it could actually happen and right. people just choosing to do evil to other people is really scary to me. Well, I'll say it again. Demons I get. People are crazy. I did like it. Also, I have to say it's sort of an iconic episode. People always talk about the Benders as being a sort of an episode from season one that people right. talk about. They seem to reference. And so why for me, what do you think it is, Rob? Why, why, why? I hear people talk about it all the time, too. And now that we're sitting here in front of each other, I'm going, I like it. But why? I think it maybe has to do with the fact that there actually is there are no supernatural factors in it that it, you know that it's just it was the first episode that did that so we're in season one right first time in season one which would be the first time ever that we didn't have a super supernatural otherworldly foe it right. was humanity right to your point matt that's thematically very interesting and you're right actually you, you say it really well but in terms of the show's arc it's the first time it happened and, and so so i want to bring up something else okay what do you what do you guys think and rob i think you know my opinion but you i want to hear your cold opinion what do you think about the fact that she kills dad what do you think about the fact that the officer kills the hillbilly dad, Matt? It's revenge, man. It's it's yeah. uh, unfortunately it's what humans uh, I I feel like um can connect to and relate to easiest is revenge. Mm-hmm. Somebody hurts you, somebody hurts somebody you love, you don't want to you want to do something about it. And so in that moment and and again, shout out to S- Serge, not not only does the show look dark, but it's dark in tone because of right. some moments like that and I, I felt like it's a bit groundbreaking and a bit darker than what we were used to seeing out of, you know, uh, two boys in an hour long drama. And I liked that we cut to a gunshot into darkness and we don't see that, but we know, and there's a heaviness to it, right? It just feels like it raised the stakes of the episode a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So I agree. I, I, I Rob, yeah. what's your thought? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think we talked about this earlier. I, I definitely, um, well, you know, technically, technically, we talk about it later. Right. I guess so. As a viewer, it, it's satisfying, you know. I would have been really bummed 
if she had not pulled the trigger. But I did think it was weird. And this is either how it was written or how it was directed or how the actors decided to do it. I thought it was weird that there was a little bit of judgment from Sam and Dean throwing her away. Huh. They throw a little shade. And I'm like, well, you wouldn't kill that guy? Yeah, but think about it. Think about it just for a second. And I do, I get it. But the boys, their dad just ran off to do this, right? To kill, to hunt, to be this guy on the road. And, and he doesn't want his son necessarily to follow in his footsteps as me character speaking now you know like he he he's i feel like instilled a bit of judgment with his own actions into the boys kind of digesting something like this right it, it, essentially a cold-blooded killing a point-blank shooting and you know i don't know i think maybe dad kind of before he left because the actions he took kind of instilled that into the boys and and now whether they like it or not no matter how hard they're trying to fight to finish their dad's work you know it doesn't feel good to shoot a person or see see somebody get murdered hmm. i think that's I, I don't know i think there's something behind the boys with that i wonder here's a question matt since you touched on that issue do you think that maybe what they're thinking is not judging her but feeling bad for her that she felt the need to do that. Like, she's obviously an upstanding person, a by-the-book officer, right? Yeah. And then push comes to shove, her emotions get the better of her, and she shoots this guy mm -hmm. as he's laying on the ground. Do you think mo that moment is actually, now that I reflect on it, is it more about, oh, man, I'm sorry that she got pushed so far that she felt she had to do that because you can never come back from that. Like, right? You can, if you shoot a guy in cold blood, theoretically, so to mm -hmm. speak, you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. Do you think they see in her that struggle and that she sort of lost that battle and maybe that's what that look is about? I mean, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I didn't look at it from that angle, but when you say it out loud as an actor, as a person that you you, you want to make something happen in the scene, you want to make a moment, that's a moment play, right? That's a strong decision to play, right. to play that versus to play the... I understand or, or, or overplay. I can't believe you did that. You know, I, I don't know that, that that's quite possible. I'd have man. to, I honestly, I'd have to watch the moment again. I just, I didn't, it didn't strike me as, as their reaction didn't strike me as strange in the moment, but I'd have to go back and look at it again. I just remember feeling glad that she did kill him because he was such an awful person. Well, obviously it makes for good TV because we're talking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was. Uh, and well played by John Dennis Johnston. I have to say, Pa Bender. Oh, he was great. And but well played by Jessica Steen. Well played by Jessica Steen. That moment between the two of them mm -hmm. is a great moment. No Sam and Dean to carry it. It's just those two, and they did a great job. I'm looking at my notes here. I, I usually take notes, Matt, because I forget things easy. But there's a Sam has a whole thing where he's like, "Don't call me Sammy." Did you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but it, you but, don't really hear that very much. He's like, he doesn't like when people call him Sammy. I, I heard him say that. I'm like, well, that didn't become a runner. No, it really didn't. Because I, I mean, Dean goes Sammy <laughs> through it for the next 15 years. <laughs> I thought that was a moment that that, that that was a thing for a second. Uh, Sam's like, no, it's not, it's Sam. You can see the writers back in the room watching the cut. Like, okay, that didn't work, guys. We're gonna steer clear of that bit. I just, I feel like there should have been way more outtakes over the over the length of Supernatural, where Dean is saying whatever he says anytime, and and Sam is always turning to him, going, okay, Batman, yes, Batman, <laughs> okay, Batman, and then it would have been okay because Jensen ended up doing so much Batman stuff, but it would have yeah. been funny the whole time because he's uh -huh. like. He's like, Christian Bale stole his Batman voice from Jensen. Everybody knows that. Yeah, breaking it's awful. News, breaking news. So <laughs> you know, it's important to get that out there. You know, it's why it's why uh, uh, Chris Nolan had such a, a score in that movie, right? So, so Heath Ledger took uh, Tom Waits for the Joker, right? He wanted to use that voice. And Jensen gave us the Batman that right. we know and love. So, so and Jared lent... Uh... Robin to uh, Chris O'Donnell. That's not true. <laughs> I was going to say. And, and Jared gave us, of course, 
We all know Pee Wee Herman. Um, <laughs> um, the other thing is fake teeth. Do you think there are a lot of fake teeth with the Bender family? I feel like there's some fake teeth happening. Okay, I hope so. Or makeup on the teeth. You yeah. know where they do that like weird like yeah, yeah. pasty thing on the yeah, teeth? Yeah, they make it look like they don't brush. Right. Yeah, it just looks like it's so stinky, right? It's just like you're just like you could smell the breath. It's so so effective. Yeah. And, and <laughs> until they smile too big and you see they miss like one of the teeth on the side. You're perfectly white. It's also that little girl when they put the, the fake dirt in the hair and you got the little ragamuffin. You always got to play it honestly, like to sort of not give it away. Like, well, hey, little girl, is your mother home? I don't got no mommy. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't going to go well. (laughs) No. That hammer going to go boom on your head. (laughs) Yeah, my my mom's home, but she doesn't have shampoo, soap, or care for me whatsoever. Yeah, it was like opposite Halloween (laughs) where the... (laughs) Where the person answered the door is real freaky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yikes. So, Matt, here's how we close each review. So, people do four stars or thumbs up. We use facial hair. So, a full beard is a great review, and then you trim it down from there. So, I'll start because I'm going to say I give this an Abe Lincoln. It's a solid beard, but no mustache for me. Just a chin beard. Uh, it's a, oh, it's yeah, an, and, the, the and a, your jowls. It's Abe Lincoln. I'm giving it the Abe so Lincoln. Which is a normal beard minus a mustache? Correct. I'm going to give it a... But it's a well-trimmed. See, if I really, if I liked it even more than that, I could go Amish, which is very full, no mustache. Right. But I'm going Abe Lincoln, a little okay. trimmer, no mustache. I'm going full, unkept, unwashed beard with a flies in it. Well, you really like this episode. No, I did. It was dirty. It was dirty. It was a sort of my beard it's was a dirty. Review. <laughs> you got it. So you're leaning into the theme of the show. Leaning into the theme of the show. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, excellent for me would be a perfectly trimmed full beard. Yeah, big full, big. This thick. is a messy, not perfect. Okay. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of hair there, a lot of stuff to get into. And we could, like- use, could use a waxing, could use a trimming, and maybe get rid of the flies. Yeah. Okay, Matt. Look, I'm gonna have to go Johnny Depp from the first Pirates movie, right? He's got a lot of beard going on. He's got some braided pieces that uh, you don't yeah, know yeah, why, yeah. why they're yeah. really there. Like a Cohen beard, there's like a yeah. like a continent that lives right. here and a space over here. Right. And so like you're looking at a beard and you're like, wow, it's a nice beard from far away. But when you sit down and you really break it down, you know, there's some questions you have to ask. There's some- A lot of patchy. Yeah, patchy beard. Patchy full beard. So to uh, to recap, we got an Abe Lincoln from me. We got a hillbilly fly-filled mess of hair from Rob. And we got a, a Jack Sparrow from uh, Matt Cohen. That's right. That's All right. right. Thank you, Matt Cohen, for joining us for this review. What a treat. Yes, thank you, sir. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Now, back to the episode. Bobby. Richard. Guess who we got? Who do we got? We got the big guest star of the episode. That's right, Jessica Steen. (gasps) The deputy? The deputy. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, man. She's the one who handcuffs Dean to the car. She was a series regular on Homefront, Earth 2, and Heartland. All right, man. And then she was a guest star, you know, of course, on Charmed, Grey's Anatomy, Touched by an Angel, NCIS. Wow, that's amazing. And she was in the movie Trial and Error, starring opposite Michael Richards. Wow, that's great. So she's a veteran veteran of the business. She's, a, she's done a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, and here she is, an iconic role in an iconic episode. Jessica Steen. Let's get to it. We are so delighted to have with us today in person. The big, big guest star of the episode. That's right. Miss Jessica Steen. Jessica Steen's here. (laughs) Woohoo! Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. 
So I have a question I, I have to ask as we, as you're going into this uh, interview. Did you go back and rewatch the episode? Had yeah. to. Are you kidding me? I figured. It was ages ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it feels like an entire other person. Yeah, I just, I mean, and so I had to see, there were only a couple of moments that stick out to me that, you know, kind of logged in my memory. So yeah, seeing the rest of it was fun. Well, that's, I, mean, I think that's the thing when we're, we're asking people to come back and recall something that probably was shot, what, 17 years ago? Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. So what, just out of curiosity, what were the moments that stuck in your head? Well, I, I watched it with a friend of mine and I was like, wait, 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 watch this, watch this. And it was, the biggest one was op- the door opening and Missy. Creepy. So creepy. Yeah. She was so yucky and so perfect and so good. So, so it was an authentic, I don't even think I'd seen her. Oh, wow. So it was a true reveal. <laughs> and, and my reaction, having watched it again, I was, I, that was honest. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, something terribly wrong is going on in this house. Like, I, I, oh, oh dear, right? And so, uh, and then she's just like, yeah, "That's gonna hurt." <laughs> and she said, "Anyway, she gave me the so chills." Weird. So that yeah. one stuck out for sure. <laughs> um, now, are you? Do you live in Canada? Or are you in the states? I just moved uh, after 30 years uh, coming and going from Los Angeles. All my stuff and house-ishness was there. And then, yeah, I'm back in Vancouver. And I've never actually fully lived here before. So, Oh, wow. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Vancouver's a fantastic city. uh, We love that city. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Where are you guys? You're in L.A. We're in L.A. Los yeah. Angeles, California. Yeah, no but, well. You know, we feel like we've been up there so much that, you know, it's our second home. So you flew up just to do this episode. I did. Right. One of my favorite parts about this season one interview as we do is, for the most part, no one had heard of the show. I mean, it was a brand new show. Did you know what you were walking in to do? Did you, had you heard of the show? Yes, I had heard of it, but not known much about it, for sure. Gotcha. So what were your first thoughts when you get the script? You're going to audition for the role and you're doing your research. What were your thoughts on the the script that you got? I have a question for you guys. Why yeah. do you guys think uh, that this particular episode is a fave? Well, you know, it's, I think it's one of those because it's it's not supernatural. Um, I it's think people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just creepy people. I think it sticks out as being particularly creepy. Right. Which makes it more grounded, more realistic for the, you know, their peril weirdly becomes more dangerous because they don't have a recipe in their book on how to conquer it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's nothing supernatural to look up that happened 400, 4,000 years ago. This is just weird people being weird. Right. Yeah. And I think there's something, I mean, for me personally, that's my least favorite kind of horror film in that it scares the shit out of me is the horror films where it's actually just people kidnapping other people for the hell of it. That I do not like that. I also think that this, this story more so than other stories, they're very dependent, especially Jensen, Dean, is very dependent on your character. Typically, they are self-driven sleuths, and they solve their own problem, and they might get a little help here and a little help there. But there's that moment where... You can arrest the guy. Like you, you don't have to go forward. You know, with this investigation, and the whole thing's closed up, and he's in jail, and Sam dies, and you know the town moves on. It's interesting that how dependent he is on you. They're very helpless until you authorize going forward into this investigation, which is unique to their story as well. I like that the the, the the quick jump from the handshake to with the with the handcuff on it, yes, and right. somehow I get him to the door handle and get him locked up. I mean, we <laughs> skip that little. Oh, oh, pish posh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bought it. Wander over there. Yeah. Anyway. I liked your character a lot. I mean, I liked that you were by the book, but you still had a heart, you know. But she had an emotional horse in the race, right? Yeah. 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 Which we didn't know. So I lob back to you. What was your thought about the, the story itself when you got the script? Often we don't get the script 
We just right. get the size, as we all know. And so I don't know if I knew the extent or what the what the scope of this story was going into the audition or even once I, you know, so that comes a little bit after. But what I was thinking when I was watching it back, and I didn't look it up, but how much of the sort of procedural, you know, icky human that you're talking about shows that are super abundant now, how many of them were all up and running at that time? Because there is a huge fascination with people being mean to people for no reason. You know what I mean? Like SVU, I mean, Dick Wolf is, I'm sure, bought many a plane because of that kind of genre of entertainment. Yeah, great. And, um, you know, saw, and the eyes of all the, the hills yeah. of eyes, all those those I don't know how many of those really super yucky uh, types of entertainment were uh, out at that point. So I feel like it was a little I don't know ahead of its time in that for way. TV maybe I yeah. think so. I think Supernatural did that a lot. Certainly, as we go back and visit it, either visit it for the first time or revisit it depending on the episode. Yeah, it's a freaking dark show. And you think about well, what was on at the time, like what Dawson's Creek. I mean, it was freaking dark, man. Like, yeah. yeah, which makes it cool and it still holds up. That's the other thing we say in the show a lot. The creepy holds up. It's not like, oh, lame. No. And the quick shots, you know, the quick cuts and the music. And, uh, you know, yes, it, it, it does the trick. Now, you had a lot of scenes with Jensen Ackles. Obviously, you, you worked with him the most uh, in the show. How much of that, in terms of the process of season one, how much of that work did you guys pregame? Like, did you guys have, you know, in the were you in the trailer running lines or were you basically no on your own and then get to set and kind of sort it out there? I believe so. The latter. None of it was sort of tricky. You know, sometimes lines are written and you and you get to set as like, oh, that's not logistics, logistically going to work. We got to sure. retool it or whatever. Right. None of that sort of other than that handcuffy moment. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I feel like a lot of it was just well written and easy to apply on the on the spot. Yeah. And it, your character is very cool and level headed. Like we said, were, were there any inspirations for you or is that something you just kind of instinctually brought to it? It's funny because I, I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I sort of do cop and pilot and <laughs> doctor. Um, <Yeah. laughs> I'm certainly not as level headed in my life as that, right. but it is fun to play. Yeah. Like, you know what you're doing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, it's always a joy to sort of put that hat on. And yeah. God, I wish I'd put a freaking hat on that hair. Cause I'm watching it back and my friend is, is like, what is on your head? I was like, okay, so I had done Killer Instinct, which is this cop show, and I played the coroner and the woman, the lead on the show, we both had the same color hair. So obviously as the coroner, I, I got to change my hair color. And I was like, let's go run Lola, run red, like red. So it was clown, crazy clown red. And then the show ended. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do with this now? Oh, wow. And so the only thing that would cover that degree of color was this purple aubergine kind of crazy burgundy that looks like a helmet. It's such a crazy dye job. Oh, wow. So I was just looking, it's like, <laughs> did they dye that aubergine at Supernatural or did you do that in advance of showing up? No, I had, I mean, I had to get other work, right? I was like, I, 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 I no, no one's going to hire this. So I had to go and deal with it. Uh, myself and then yeah and then got that yeah but it would have been a crushing blow if you'd gotten a read for bozo party clown right, right, <laughs> right, right after you left the salon yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, god Darn um, it. so now you're obviously you, you're you know as a character you're calm cool collected dealing with dean winchester you but then you have the whole moment that is your sort of seminal moment for your character where you have to make the decision to <laughs> take pop bender out yeah for, or not 
And you do. Like, your your emotions get the better of your procedural instincts, right? So, uh, Robbie and I haven't talked about this. I like that. I like that that happened. Yeah. I would have been bummed. But what are your thoughts in terms of your character's choice? Did you like that choice? You like that the script went that direction versus the other way? Like, what, to, what to execute Pop yeah. Bender? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I think she is obviously not only had her brother removed from her life and clearly been haunted by it for a long time, but the number of people that have gone missing in the town and how much of a fail to this moment, I guess I have been in finding who this person is. Right. And since we are alone, no one to say he didn't leap at me or do whatever. And right. I think, I just think no good is going to come from this person ever. I don't care where he, you know, if he gets incarcerated or whatever, nothing. And it, and it should he slip away. I don't, yeah, I, I, I feel like there was enough. She, 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 she made a very, uh, very clean cut yeah. decision there. Yeah. yeah I, I, having been a prisoner in the cage, been on the verge of being, pray and whatever. I just, I think she probably just was so furious. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And I mean, look, as a person watching it, you're, you know, taking morals out of it, however you might feel about that. It does, it feels good to see the, someone that bad going down like that. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's really good at being bad, that guy. He's a great actor. Yeah, he's, he's great bad and, and, and he did terrible things. He was, there's no remorse. No. And I thought, well, Sam and Dean have a real, has some real stones to be giving you the furry eyeball after that. You're like, <laughs> hey, you guys. So you guys, like, you don't come into this with clean hands. Right, exactly. Good Lord, you do oh, all kinds of crazy so crap. So it's not a ghost or a demon? You don't want to? Yeah, they're like, what happened? Like, oh, I took him out. And they, they both kind of give well, did you? You're like, oh, please. <laughs> can it, you two. Um, so this is something I'm always cu- curious about um, is a lot of this episode takes place at night. Night. Was it yeah. n- night shoots? Yeah. It and was. wet and muddy. Oh, well, that's Vancouver for Vancouver. you. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we are, we're always uh, noting how much it's raining in these early episodes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So it was night shoes, so it's your other yeah. late nights out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's never, that's never as fun. I always find that those so sort of wee hours, especially because, you know, you start so early on a Monday and then you go into Fratterday and, mm-hmm. you know, you start to get giddy and kind of hysterical at the yeah. wee hours of the morning on a yeah. Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fratterday, for those listening, is what we call those late, late, late Friday nights because you can only work so many hours a day. And uh, so your d- days start getting getting later and later and later push, as the push, week goes yeah. along. Yeah. Then your Friday becomes a Saturday. That's right. So here's, you talked a little bit about what you remember. So this might overlap that a little bit. But with the show being a reminder of your experience, what's your favorite memory from the shoot? This is going to be weird, but I feel like... The moment around saying goodbye and my brother and there was something very, I don't know, it touched me. I felt very present. I felt very, you know. Connected to that. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, it was, there was something going on in my life that felt kind of, you know, connected to that. And it, and it, and watching it back, I was like, yeah, I remember having that moment and feeling good about it. That's good. Yeah. 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 As an actor, I know that's. And it was well written. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and now a satisfying thing to remember. Least favorite moment. Just all the icky caged. Yeah. It's similar to something I did in NCIS, bound up and being in a trunk. And as a woman being very compromised like that, my I get I get a little missy. I get a little like, oh I gotta get that. I I'm just wanna I, yeah. I get my ire gets real, real prickly. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that compromised cage held back 
as, as a woman, I get angry. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you did a great job yeah, of the show. Really did. It's, a, it's a classic episode and in no small part to uh, the work you did in the Yeah. Episode. I mean, b- besides it just being a great guest star for you, it also like you really anchor the episode and yeah. you do it quite well. I appreciate that. Thank you. Very yeah. much. It was fun to do. And I had it and I was talking to my, I was, he said, did, did you put any of this on your demo reel? And I was like, definitely the conversation at the door with Missy, I put on a demo for a while. That's great. So it did, ma- it did make a mark on your career. Yes. yes. Excellent. That's awesome. Jessica Steen, thank, thank you, you for being our guest today. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for making me be your guest. And <laughs> me to do so. I am uh, I'm pleased and thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're a member. You're a part of the supernatural lore. And, and now you're immortalized. And now you're immortalized. Ah. Again. Again. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, this is Jensen. I hope you're enjoying the episode. But we need to pull over for a second for some messages. Hey there. Thanks for listening. Now, back to the episode. Uh, oh, that was great. It's always fun to talk to the the guest stars of these episodes that were shot 15 years ago. Oh, you know, I love having them sort of dig deep into the memory bank to try to remember. What I know, yeah. Interesting how she pointed out that some things just came to the surface right away that she remembered and yep. and, and, and recalled clearly from that experience because that's a long time ago. And it sounds like, you know, the episode actually did have sort of a, an emotional effect on her, you know, the, yeah. the idea of caging people and, and brought up some personal stuff and, uh, and the creepy girl that she just can't get out of her head. Well, yeah, I know who's now a creepy adult <laughs> yeah with her own creepy family <laughs> we don't know where we don't know that <laughs> good point uh hey let's get into the mythology Ooh, mythology mythology mythology, mythology. Uh, crazy backwoods murderous families are a popular subgenre that includes the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Wrong Turn, The Hills of Eyes, Motel Hell, and Deliverance. Of those movies, which have you seen? Fried Green Tomatoes. Cool, cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, uh, so I, I'll, I've seen, I'll tell you what I've seen. I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, same. Deliverance. Deliverance. Yeah. I feel like I saw Motel Hell when I was a real young I've guy. I've never heard of Motel Hell. And I, re- I remember the movie poster for The Hills, Hills Have Eyes because it's that guy. Yeah. With the crazy head. Yeah. And and wrong turn. I've seen Hills of Eyes and Wrong Turn. I've seen the like sort of previews for and no thank you. I've never seen the wrong turn. I've seen U Turn, the Sean Penn. No, the wrong turn is just like I think there's there are a few wrong turns. My son has seen them because he's into horror films and he says they're pretty terrifying. Like wrong turn, shit, that's the wrong way. Yes. No, gosh, didn't we go back here previously? The yeah, movies. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Hold on, give me the map. Yeah. That's you know, the whole yeah, movie. The whole bunch yeah. of movies. Yeah. And they ask somebody and they're like, no, no, you t- go down there, take a left and take another right. So there's like nine different movies, right. all of these titles. Yeah. And then and then the last one is fuck it, you drive. That's right. Yeah. A uh, great film. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters even reference Deliverance when Alvin Jenkins says Ned Beatty time, man. Right. Ned Beatty, of course, made his debut in Deliverance going on to a long career and even getting nominated for an Oscar in 1976 for Network. Yeah, I know. I read an interview with Ned Beatty who said that somebody, one of his actor buddies said, yeah, take that movie. You know I mean? I know it's a weird scene, but no one's going to, you know, remember it for that long. And it became the thing that everybody, everybody remembers, remembers Ned Beatty for. Yeah. Um, so this is a fact that was interesting to me. The Bloody Benders were a real family of serial killers who lived in Labette County, Kansas in the 1870s. In the 1870s? Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. And weird that their name is Bloody Bender. But weird part is their actual last name was Bloody, Bloody Bender. And then Bender was the nickname. Well, Bender was the, they re, her mom remarried. <laughs> So it was, it was it was hyphenated. Bloody married Bender and his yeah. Bloody Bender. Yeah, there's Betty Bloody Bender, 
Brendan Buddy Bender. And Little Babo. Little <laughs> Babo Buddy Bender. And uh, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but they made uh, kitchen appliances, so you can actually go get the, the, the Bloody blender, Bender Blender. Bloody, <laughs> the bloody, the bloody, bloody Blender Blender. The Bloody Bender Blender. The Bloody Bender Blender. Blends it all. Reports say that they killed at least 12 people with a hammer. A real motive could never be established, so it was speculated that the family simply did it for the thrill. Oh, you know that's not true. They had really solid reasoning. We just have to dig deeper. Right. Well, they just had these blenders they needed to try out. Yeah, they'd be, and they had hammers. If you got a hammer sitting around, what are you going to do? Wait for a construction job? No. No, you're going to go slaughter people. That's right. The community raised a posse to track down the benders. I'm really glad you said that right. There is no confirmation if the benders were found or escaped. There are a few local legends that span from the border of Mexico to Montana about where the benders might have ended up. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. Everybody knows a lot about everything that happened to these people, how they killed, yep. how they killed people, when, when and how many, mm. but somehow they have no idea what happened where to the family. Are. Yeah. It's <laughs> weird. Uh, the benders, by the way, you might not know this, Rob, because you can't see the sheet. The benders have appeared or are referenced in other television shows, including Fargo, The Librarians, The Big Valley, and also in Neil Gaiman's American Gods. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big Valley was my favorite show when I was a kid. The Librarians uh, sounds like a real snooze fest of a show. I've never heard of it. <laughs> no, Librarians has a, has a lot of fans. I don't know, man. <laughs> Uh, Starring Dewey Decimal <laughs> as no, no. not that not got that kind of librarian. Oh, uh, yeah, Big Valley was great. I remember that Western remember? TV show. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, what's his name, the Six Million Dollar Man before the Six Million Dollar Man. Steve Austin. Yeah, he was Lee Majors. Lee Majors was mm. in that. Um, all right, fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. These are so fun. The police station in this episode was used a few times in Supernatural, including episode one, season three, Dead in the Water. I wow. did not realize that. Hmm. Kind of feel like they were phoning it in. They couldn't... Uh... Yeah, really? Jeez. Okay. This is the first episode and only one of six in the series where all the villains are human. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it is it is, it is, is alarming almost. We're like, oh, wait, there's nothing... You're not... Yeah, you're not a monster. You're just a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> a creepy a-hole. It's also the only episode where a character references Winchester rifles. Oh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And here's a little trivia for people following at home. Sam and Dean, the brothers who star in the show, their last name is Winchester. <laughs> right. No, I think we knew. I think we got that. Oh. It's good to, good to point out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the episode takes place in Hibbing, Minnesota, the hometown of Sheriff Donna Hanscom. Played by Brianna Buckmaster. Who isn't introduced until season nine. I noticed that because I know they have a, there's a title of an episode called Hibbing or something uh -huh. that she stars in that I think Phil directed oh, wow. in season nine. So I was, when I saw the Hibbing thing on the cop car, I'm like, oh, I think they go back to this town. Huh. And they do. Interesting. And I wonder, here's a trivia question that I don't know the answer to. Does Supernatural go back to the same towns a lot? Seems like it wouldn't happen much. Uh, so Lawrence. They go to Lawrence a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because they had the home base there. Yeah. But like before Men of Letters became a standing set. Sure, no, they don't really. feel like they don't really do that. So no. this is kind of interesting. I, I just created my own trivia. Rich's trivia. Rich's trivia. Rich's trivia. Which may or may not be true. I like Rich's trivia song. <laughs> it's really good. Um, well, this is The Benders. I'm glad we finally did it. It's an, it, Like I said, it's an iconic episode. I, I appreciated the iconicness of it. Yeah, I did too. I, I love The Benders. It's the first in a series of three episodes that are good for you. There's The Benders, uh, The Stretchers, and The Squatters. And mm -hmm. so I think this mm -hmm. is good to go ahead and get this started. Mm -hmm. uh, because not only were they promoting kill the creepy uh, inbred mm -hmm. people, but also physical fitness physical, for the kids. Which is important. Yeah. Get outside. Stretch your calves. Um, well, this is the Benders. We've done it. You've been bended. You've been... Consider yourself bent. 
This episode of Supernatural stars Jared Padalecki as Sam Winchester and Jensen Ackles as Dean Winchester. Co-stars included John Dennis Johnson as Pa Bender, Sean Reese as Lee Bender, Ken Kritzinger as Jared Bender, Alexia Fast as Missy Bender, and, and Jessica, Jessica Steen as Officer Kathleen Hudak. Why, did we ever know her name? In the show? I don't remember that. I just remember Dean going, Deputy, I need your help, Deputy. <laughs> I don't remember Hudak. The Benders was written by John Scheiban, directed by Peter Ellis. Music by Jay Greska, edited by David Ekstrom. Executive produced by Eric Kripke and Robert Singer. The original broadcast of the episode featured the following songs, Rocky Mountain Way by Joe Walsh. And Sweet and Low Down by George Gershwin. Neither of which we heard. No. The episode of Supernatural originally aired on February 14th, 2006. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Oh, yeah. This episode of Supernatural Then and Now was hosted and executive produced by Richard Spade Jr. and Rob Benedict. Produced by Stephen Hine, written by Stephen Hine and Heide Holscher. And edited and associate produced by Trey Booty. What's up, buddy? Music produced by Tim Wynn. This episode was recorded with the help of Sonic Fuel Studios and Fartoon Studios. This podcast is from Story Mill Media. For news on this podcast and other podcasts, follow Story Mill Media on Instagram and Twitter. Dad's journal marked the area as having a phantom. As ha- sorry, I have bug flu in my mouth. <laughs> the deputy discovers that this is how her brother died years ago. Oh man! So we're, we're cutting right to it. She kills the father. <laughs> she admits to them that knowing her brother's fate doesn't elevate the grief. Wait a minute. So that, none of that makes sense. It doesn't increase. It doesn't. Oh my god. Alleviate. Okay. Okay. Story Bell Media. 